0: be to God. Here we are, one more Dominion Sonship coming live to you today. Thank you for joining us. And uh, it truly is an honor to be able to minister the Word of God. in particular to be able to communicate revelations that come within my heart and, and arise in my heart. And then he gives me words and really a tenacity to persevere through the moment to be able to hear precisely and to be able to communicate with understanding so the hearers will be able to receive an impartation. It's all about the impartation. It's all about a revelation knowledge that we started talking about last week. That without this revelation knowledge, our 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 spirit man dries up, our spirit man widows withers. Without revelation knowledge, this living flow of the Word of God that brings to light reality divine, we really cannot walk in faith. There is no faith. There will be no living faith. There will be no actions that proceed from. Faith and really at that moment we're totally damned under the circumstance of a worldly situation. And so it's so important to be able to incline your ear into the Word of God, to be able to incline your Heart really to God to to walk before God with a tender heart so He can navigate these living streams of revelation and this is the victory it brings forth a victory revelation knowledge is is the means by which faith is activated and we know faith is the victory that has overcome the world and so last week we started talking about the Greek word epignosis and in particular we. We'll looked at Ephesians chapter from 15 until about, we didn't read the the whole chunk until 22, but uh, predominantly focused on 17, that um, Paul is praying for the church in Ephesus, that they be enlightened, that God would grant them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him in the knowledge and we looked at the word knowledge which is epignosis, it is a knowledge that is not of man, it is a knowledge that comes after having meditated the truth of the Word of God. it is a knowledge that is a lived out reality of Christ within us. We looked at the strong concordance of that word and I believe it was nineteen twenty two. And it was to do with experiential. It is it is is being in touch with the source. It's really we're going to bring it down to this week to being face to face with Jesus. Last week, the title God gave me is The Light of Knowing Him. The Light of Knowing Him. And this week we'll continue on the same flow. And the title I believe I was impressed with is The Knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of of the Son of God. And um, to know Him. To know Him. Without knowing Him, we will not be able to still ourselves. Without knowing Him, there will be really no purpose for living. Without knowing Him, everything will be very scattered in our life and meaningless. But once we get to know Him, suddenly we find purpose and suddenly we find hope and suddenly we actually come to life we come into a a living life a divine expression of life so let's go to um second peter the knowledge of the son of god the knowledge of the son of god and um Second Peter 1. There was a season that I spent a lot of time in these verses, and I've just been drawn back into it. Um, if we go to well, let's start at the very beginning and uh, we're going towards two and three. Simon Peter, a bond servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. You only can be a bond servant through the spirit of revelation and wisdom. A bond servant is one that is fully submitted to their master for life. You cannot be a servant or a, a full follower, fully submitted to the lead of the Spirit, to follow after your good shepherd Jesus without revelation knowledge. You see, to follow Jesus, to follow and to submit to the word is not out of your head. It is not something that you can go to school and learn, although um, your knowledge can be augmented. Your reasoning ability can be, of course, sharpened. Your ability to carry on a discussion with someone in the world, potentially, can be crisper. But really, all of that we can put to the side and it really means nothing without a revelation of Christ. See, all of our conversation comes from really a heavenly conversation. When you have learned to incline your ear to the Holy Spirit, you are led in your conversations. And when your eyes have been enlightened by the Holy Spirit of this divine truth you really would not need to struggle in how you present the gospel to another you'll be led in this fluidity of the spirit you'll be led in this peacefulness of the streams of the holy ghost you'll be granted wisdom as soon as you open up your mouth and at that moment you really have silenced all of your carnal understanding and you've inclined yourself on the Holy Ghost because only the Holy Spirit searches those deep, deep matters in the heart of man. And when you're communicating truth to another, only the Holy Spirit knows how this truth is to be relayed so that it will unlock a divine ability to hear within the hearer. And that's how you and I got born again. God was very precise in how he presented truth. God, God is not haphazard with his word, nor is he wasteful. When he sows a seed, it is diligently purposed. It is assigned on for a mission. And so today we live life before God. We will bow the knee to Him. And we will give an account of the deeds done in the body. And without a lead of the Spirit in the Word of God, we'll barely make it through that moment. Escape as by fire. And so to be able to incline your ear and to submit yourself to the reality of the word of God, it's not a submission to man; It's a reality of truth. And yes, men can, teachers and apostles and evangelists, the five-fold ministry of Christ on earth, pastors, they minister truth. But our submission is to truth. Our submission is to Christ. And how will you submit to Him if you don't know Him? And how do you know Him? This is what we're talking about. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) How do you know the one true God? How do you settle yourself in a rough moment? How do you calm your life in the middle of a storm? By knowing him. And that's what calmed that boat. When the disciples were crossing and Jesus was asleep on a pillow, he knew God. Jesus knew God. But the disciples failed to know the Christ man within their boat, and so the importance to know Him—that is how you still yourself—is by knowing Him. And so let's continue here I, all that t- regarding the word bond servant of Christ, bond servant. To be a bond servant and, and Paul refers to himself in the same manner. What does that look like? To be a bond servant. You only go where he tells you to go. You only do the work that your master tells you to perform. I, I really sense the Holy Spirit in a very sober way today. A bond servant isn't a big servant who has committed himself for life to his master. He bows the knee to only one voice, his master. And it's not an abasement in the sense of uh, feeling unworthy. No. This is an exaltation to be called a bond servant of Christ. Because what did Jesus say? The least will be the greatest in the kingdom. Unless we forsake our life. Or lose our life. And without revelation knowledge, we can do a lot of carnal busyness that counts for you know what? Not. A lot of good actions that be burnt up as hay and stubble and wood. A lot of good intentions that can never come into fruition. A lot of sweet little conversations before one and then. Have a knife at the back of your back to stab them when they walk away. All of it before our Heavenly Father. And without revelation knowledge of the divinity of Christ that we stand before face to face will be very slack. And fall short. Fall short. Of walking out a divine, glorious purpose. And so, what an accolade. And, and, and Peter recognized it because his first title is a bond servant. And then comes the apostleship. Your first identity, I serve him alone. And he'll add what needs to be added. But I know my master. And we know a little bit of the life of Peter and what kind of a crushing that would have been to his outer man to be called a bond servant of Christ. What kind of a crushing and an encounter with the love of God when Jesus cooked a meal for him after Peter had betrayed him? What kind of a conviction? Did he undergo to come to this moment that his own life, Peter's life, was worth a service to his master? That nothing would add a word to Peter's life outside of the word to serve his master? To be called a bond servant. Oh my, my revelation knowledge. Just to meditate what it is to be a bond servant. Do you see how, how Holy Ghost can, can open up the word when you abide with Him and in Him and by Him you lean to get understanding. We spent maybe 10 minutes just to talk about to, the, the glory of being a servant of Christ. so revelation knowledge is to know mysteries, and sometimes we think mysteries to make more money, mysteries to, to, I, I don't know, for carnal living, mysteries so that I'll be puffed up when I'm in a group to discuss the Bible, mysteries where, you know, I'll just be exalted to a special place with God, I'll be called a teacher, I don't know what we think. But these mysteries is really to walk out a life that was poured out for us. It is to appropriate that which Christ has appropriated us for. It is to live out His life on earth. Not to gain another accolade with, with, with so and so. Not to be seen by the world like you're some sort of a grand superhero because you're making it. We're making it because he has made it. And we are now in submission to that which he has made. You see, it's no longer you and I who lives life. But through revelation, knowledge through this epignosis, this, this working knowledge of applying truth, of allowing this word to to metamorphose, to 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 transform your mind, to shift your understanding, to put you in the gear of the Holy Ghost, so you can run a race that is so supernatural before a great cloud of witnesses, and to hear the cheer of the heavenly witness. Running. Run, Desi, run. And to know you run because he has run this course before you. For that which was said before him, he endured for my sake and your sake, for my benefit and your benefit, and it truly is a benefit. His word alone is our benefit. His life alone is my benefit. How do I know what I say? Knowing Him. How do you know Him? You partake of this word. You meditate when we're about to read. And an apostle of Jesus Christ, you have to know that you are of Jesus Christ. You're off Jesus Christ. That is what makes you a Christian. You're off Jesus Christ. To those who have obtained, I love this. Ha. And that word, I've looked it up another moment. It says to, re- to those who have obtained, the word obtained is to receive by divine allotment. Ha ha. We have received by divine allotment like precious faith. The very faith of the Son of God lives in us. With us, together with Peter, by the righteousness of our our God and Savior Jesus Christ. By, By the righteousness of our God. By the righteousness of our God. Let's go to the book of Romans. Keep your finger. I'm not, I haven't even gotten to where I want to go yet, but let's, let's put you, let's go to Romans. I need to find Romans here. Romans one. Is it 17? Yes. 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 This is now this is Paul writing. So what Peter said to those who have obtained like precious faith with us, Together we have been what? Raised together with Christ and seated together in Him. And so we have received this like precious faith together with the saints. The body of Christ. And this is truly our inheritance that Paul writes in Ephesians, his prayer that he prayed that we'll know about this inheritance in the saints. It is this like precious faith. Faith, Oh my, the very life of God, His life is expressed by faith. How do you receive? By faith. Divine life is faith. It is a faith. It is a divine materiality. It is a divine flow of the Spirit that is quickening your mortal body. It is called faith. Faith in a finished work allows you to appropriate a life that is victorious. Marikila, Bas, I feel like praying in thanks for the rest of the service. Kila Basundrabati, the presence of the living God. Kila Step out and trust. Step out and trust this word. Allow the word to wash your mind. Allow the word to paint a different picture. Allow the word to communicate and impact a living reality of you are above where he is. If I can just finish my verses, glory be to God. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us, by the righteousness, don't dismiss it. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, this will wash off all condemnation. So if we go to what Peter says in similar manner, verse 16, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but look how he starts Romans 1-1. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. This is divine identity. As Paul, as Peter. So we are two. We together with them have received this light, precious faith, and that is a servitude to our Master. Don't fool around with the things of God. I'm not ashamed, he said, of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power, I believe it's Dunamis. I have to look it up. I haven't looked it up, but I'm almost sure it is. It is the power of God. Don't be ashamed of power. Everyone wants power, but they're ashamed of the gospel. The only power is the gospel of Christ unto salvation. Why? Because you're receiving divine, eternal life. Power to pass from death to life. Power to be born of the spirit of resurrection. And And that's the other part that Oh, praise the Ephesians, that we will know this power, this might of resurrection. And he says in Romans 8, if that same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, quickening you, it's quickening you. Who are you today? Who are you today? Do you know yourself in this manner of life? revelation knowledge is what we're talking about and all i'm i'm bringing out is from these meditations of this divine understanding he has granted to me and i'm endeavoring to walk out highly opposed greatly contended by your flesh number one and then we have an opposing spirit who is defeated And so we reckon the old man dead, and we deal with that, number one. And regarding Satan, we know who we are. He is under our feet. Keep on walking. And proclaiming this gospel of power. He's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone. For everyone who believes. For, we can just meditate that for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And this is it, 17. For in it, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So in this gospel, in in the power of the proclamation of Christ coming to earth. There is a righteousness revealed that is from faith to faith revealed. And this is the glory transformation. Then we go from glory to glory into a greater revelation of what Peter said in, in 2 Peter 1, that now we have obtained a like precious faith with us, together with Him, by the righteousness of our God. To know you're right with a holy God, what kind of a momentum and a thrust forward will you have on earth to know you and God are one and there's no more separation. There's no condemnation. If God, the righteous king of the universe is for you, who can be against you? That is a revelation that is from faith to faith and it's a revelation of righteousness. It is a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ who came and became a curse for you and I became sin because sin is of the a curse because the wages of that sin, of that curse is death. The end moment of that little pleasure of sin right now, the end of it is death. Do not have to live life too long to know that? But I don't want to know that through my carnal senses. It's too painful to know that. But the word tells me so as so I choose to believe the word of God. To avoid the snares of trying to figure out the word is true after all. Of trying to, to, to rebel and to try my own little way. Because our own little way sucks. <laughs> our own little way leads us in path of destruction. If we sow to the flesh, I believe we read recently that verse in Galatians 6. So we're going towards verse 2. Verse 2. In Second Peter 1. Grace and peace, this is it. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. In the knowledge of God. My title is the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God because the Son of God is the very expressed image of God. Is that what Jesus told his disciples when they said, show us the Father? He says, well, don't you know the Father? I've been with you. If you see me, you see the Father. All Jesus did was a demonstration of God. The Word became flesh. To, to even recognize that through revelation, knowledge that this Word is a full expression of our Heavenly Father that came by the way of the Son. And so to know the Son is to know God. And so Peter is praying here, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. And that's the word epignosis that we looked in last word. I'd done a little devotional I had come across some time back, I had printed out. And I just wanted to um read a little definition that's stated here by the man of God on epignosis, this word knowledge that through epignosis, you understand how to apply the knowledge you have received, that you've received from God, and the power behind that revelation. It is the highest kind of revelation knowledge, and it comes to you through meditation, the meditation of the Word of God, functioning with epignosis, the prayer that here Peter is praying and that we read last week was part of Paul's prayer that will grow in this divine knowledge That will increase in this knowledge of God. The, The rite of this devotion says, functioning with epignosis will bring you to the realm where you operate in the fullness of God. And that is the will of God for you. Do you know you're in the God class by way of your birth? You're born again, born of God, a child of God. Do you know that you know an associate of the God kind? Do you know that you are now a, a divine display as Jesus was of the beauty and glory of God? You now in Christ are in a similar manner to reflect the very glory of God. Do you know that you and God are one through the body of Christ? That you are where. He is, or do you still see yourself fragmented, messed up, tossed up, broken up, in need of another touch of God, trying to make it to understand something, to earn a living? And yet we are made in this God class to be able to walk in this divine revelation of glory. Passion. Because I'm spurring myself on. Function with epignosis will bring you to the realm where you operate in the fullness of God. And that is the will of God for you. And, and the verse quoted here is Ephesians 3.19. That you might be filled, Paul writes, with all the fullness of God. It's not sacrilegious to say that. That God desires for us to be filled with all the fullness of God. Yeah, but I'm just human. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but excuse, excuse, yeah. All it's telling me and you is that we have too much carnal thoughts going on. It's a press. Paul was found in the press. I can tell it's highly, highly persecuted. As soon as you start moving, this revelation knowledge of God's desire is that you be filled with his fullness. Great persecution. Number one persecution, religious spirits. Woe is me, sinner mentality. And then he says, the writer here, no wonder Apostle Paul prayed in Colossians 1-9 for God's children to be initiated into this kind of knowledge. And this is the verse for this cause. We also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge, the epignosis of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And so here we see Peter having the same heart, that grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things, he has given to us what? All things that pertain to life and godless. God has not made you needy. God has not brought lack in your life. God has prospered you in Christ. God has added all you ever need in life. How? How has he done it? Through this epignosis, through the knowledge of Him, do you realize why it's so contended? Why Satan is keeping you busy to earn a living, to have no time at the end of the day to spend time in the Word? Because all of it comes through this divine revelation, through knowledge of Him. And it it's not knowledge of carnal thought process of being able to parrot five verses or 20 verses. It's about living out the Word of God. It is really becoming the Word of God because that which you behold, you become. That's what Paul writes to the to the Corinthians. I was Colossians, Corinthians at the same time. To the Corinthians. That as we behold him as in a mirror, being what? Transformed into him. In Romans 8, he Paul writes that this was the very intent of God. That we're predestined to be conformed to the image of the firstborn son. Get bold about it. Step up your game in the word. Don't cower in the shadow. Waiting for someone to give a little prayer. I don't know, just a little, a little, a little crumb. Tell you when you can go out and when you can come back home. When in Christ, in Christ, you're a free man. And this divine knowledge that comes through revelation. And so if we go back, if we go back from one, I want to continue Sorry, so from verse 2 again. Great. This is what meditation looks like, by the way. It is a going over and a going over. And you keep combing in the words. And as, as you comb, it's actually the comb. The comb is going through your own carnal mind and removing carnal thoughts. And as the carnal thoughts are removed as you comb the words, it is removing the dimness of understanding. And the light of the word is enlightening so you can actually understand what well, the Holy Spirit is communicating for you in the hour. Grace and peace be multiplied. You don't ever get weary in reading your words. Pause in the words. Meditate. Mull over. Ponder. Talk about the words. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. The grace and peace be multiplied for us to know him. I thought grace and peace was so that we could just barely make it through the day. I need grace, new grace, today. new grace today. It's to know Him. (laughs) Because when you know Him, you're a free man. (laughs) When you know Him, (laughs) you don't go from trouble to trouble. (laughs) You go from glory to glory when you know Him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that fun. <laughs> and that intense too. <laughs> Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power. That's dunamis. What? His miracle working power has given to us all things. His miracle working power, that same power that raised Christ from the dead, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. God wants you to live a full, satisfied life. God wants you to live a godly life. And a godly life is not a light that some 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 traditional church thought is like very, very, very kind of like a stale old bread. Moldy. No. It's colorful in a lie. It's exuberant and great. It is joy and it is happy. How can you have joy and not be happy? People would like to distinguish between joy and happy. And they go into these deep theological debates. Joy is not happy. How can you have joy and not be happy? I never understood that. If you have joy from these streams of salvation, it puts a smile on your face. It makes you happy. I have joy, but I'm really sad. I've got joy, but I can't can't even put a serious face right now. I'm too happy. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge, this is how it's done. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us what? Exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these, through these precious promises, listen, open your ears, that you might be what? Partakers of the divine nature. Don't struggle with the divine nature. You struggle with it because you're not partaking of it by abiding in the Word. You are born again. You do have a divine nature. It's called the Christ nature in you. And that is the nature of righteousness that you're coming to know how by faith from faith to faith it's being revealed to you this very divine nature and so when you abide in the word faith comes because it comes through the hearing of the word and it's opening up your eyes it's flooding your understanding to come to know you have and in you Christ lives now His nature, His nature abides in you. You're not a grumpy old man or a grumpy young lady. If you're born again, you are a Christian. You're of Christ, and, and and the prayer is now that the Holy Spirit will draw you deeper in the Word. So that's why Peter and Paul are praying. I just wanted to focus on Peter, because so often we talked about the prayers of Paul. But every child of God, when faith becomes mature, this is the prayer you pray for another. Because you recognize it's only through knowing Him. It's only through this divine impartation that we call this, this, this revelation knowledge that we have become partakers of the divine nature. And look what this divine nature has done. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The only way you can escape this corruption it's not by being a good little Christian and, and living a moral, moral, moral life. It is by knowing Him, morality will come. But your, your strife, your purpose, your goal in life, it's to know Him. And that grace and peace has been multiplied to you, to know Him. To know Him. To walk out that which you know. Oh, my dear, I just, I haven't just one verse. I'm almost done here. Um But take note, how do we know him? Through these exceedingly great and precious promises. And through the word of God, through this meditative word of God, We we are developing, we are developing this Christ nature. We are maturing our faith. We are perfecting our love understanding because God is love. Let's go. Oh, my. We're, we're, I've got many verses. Let me just get quiet. Um, one verse I want to look at. First uh, Corinthians. Actually, Second Corinthians. I want to do Second Corinthians. I'll do, yeah, Second Corinthians. That'll be the last verse I'll look at. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. This, this is really actually the neat thing. is This is really uh, my title, although I hadn't looked at this verse for last week. But this week, the Lord confirmed my title from last week. My title from last week was The Light of Knowing Him. And it's actually verse 6. Let's start at um, verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, because the one he knows, that's the one he preaches, right? Because he's not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, because through this gospel, this righteousness has been revealed to us. The power to be saved. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, look at that. You're bond servants for Jesus' sake. It was branded in him the way I have heard that what makes you a bond servant wants to decide you're for life and you want to give your life to your master that you have your ear pierced at the, at the doorpost with an anvil. And so you're almost like you can say branded. And so we have this branding that we are of Christ and that we are his, he, we're his bond servants. So verse six, for it is, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I I believe this word is is gnosco. It's not epignosis. It's the first form. It's still revelation. There's a disclosure of the glory that is found and knowledge that is found in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to look at the Passion translation here. Uh, verse 6. This is regarding revelation knowledge, right? It's the light of revelation dawning and rising in our hearts. So I'm just trying to see which I'll start verse, verse five, the passion translation. We don't preach ourselves, but rather the Lordship of Jesus Christ, for we are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, "Let brilliant light shine out of darkness," is the one who has cascaded who has cascaded his light into us. How does He cascade his light into us by fellowshiping with the Word by partaking of these divine promises He has cascaded his light into us, the brilliant dawning light." of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. You are gazing in the face of Jesus Christ as you're beholding the word of God, this great and precious promises and there is a light of revelation that is being, that is impregnating you, that is coming into you and enlightening you, enlightening you and giving you this divine endowment and ability that the Holy Spirit is moving out of It is this furnace of fire within you, your spirit man, that now can lead your outer body into the greater works and demonstration of God on earth. Epignosis is the key. To know Him. I am done. Glory be to God. I am done. Till next time.